Hello everyone and welcome to the DZ Sport Podcast. It's a very special day today. As a head of the Africa Cup of Nations, I'm joined by our regular Yusuf Dahmani, myself Dean Ami, and a very special guest here in former King Foot Writer and now doing stats for our camp, Ahmed Osman. So boys, let's crack on with this tournament then. Starting very soon, I'm sure we're all looking forward to it. Yusuf? Yeah, let's, definitely. Let's look at the host first of all. Let's look at Gabon. What do you make of them as a host nation? Uh, I think... Um I think they're decent, decent team. They've got uh, obviously they've got uh, Obama Yang, who came third place in the uh, CAF Awards, and he's uh, he's actually I could see him like taking them quite far, and obviously because they're host nation, I think they've they've got good chance of going through. If I'm honest, what yeah, are you, Ahmed? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think uh, with the likes of Obama Yang and and Mario Lemena of uh, Juventus, they'll they'll definitely mm-hmm. be a threat for. For the you know the, the top size in Africa, and you can't forget that we're obviously with the twelfth man, um, and obviously hosting it, uh, they'll have the crowd behind them, and you know, you know, they'll, 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 they're probably you know the favourites to to win the group and and to uh, pose a threat in the in the last stages of the tournament. Well, I think it's fair to say they also have the thirteenth man as, as ever. The host nation does have the referee on their side <laughs> who does like to give the odd penalty. <laughs> always the say. pressure, yeah. Always the or, pressure. Or two in order so he doesn't get. You know, slated afterwards. <laughs> but let, let's take a close look at their group. Then group A, we've got Gabon, of course, the host nation, uh, Burkina Faso, Cameroon, and Guinea-Bissau. Guinea-Bissau, of course, making a debut at uh, Afcon. Ahmed, you said you, you fancy Gabon out of that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think they probably have uh, the most you know consistent sides uh, in 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 the last you know five months out of all three teams. Um, you know, I, I, with Cameroon, they're obviously powerhouse and then they've qualified. You know, in the relatively difficult group in the in the World Cup qualifiers um, with South Africa, but I think with Cameroon they they lack, you know, a star player. Obviously, with Abu Bakar who plays in Besiktas, he's a clinical player, but he doesn't really, you know, stand out. Um, the team is collectively, uh, you know, defensive, and and I, I think although you know they, they do demand respect, I think Gabon will uh, would, would would definitely um, you know probably win the group what about you Yusuf do you agree with that yeah I agree I think um, Guinea-Bissau uh, I can't really see them uh, doing much <laughs> if I'm honest they're, they're in a tough group if if I've got to be honest Burkina Faso and Cameroon though they're, they're actually the last past like Cameroon always have been a good team in uh, major competitions and um, Burkina Faso recently actually have been de- playing decent football, if I'm honest. So it is a tough group, but I can see either Gabon or Cameroon making it through from that group. Yeah. Of course, Burkina Faso um, were runners-up just four years ago, and they they had a pretty decent side. Of course, coming to the end of their careers now, the likes of Petroipa, uh, Bansé, uh, mm. Traore. So do you think they're goners in this one? Uh, me personally, I think they are, but obviously... They're experienced players, as you said, four years ago. They've made it quite far. And obviously, I think they they might have a chance. But obviously, looking at Gabon and Cameroon, it's tough because Gabon are hosts and Cameroon, if it's not because of the money issues, they, they could be a very, very good team. And Ahmed Guinea-Bissau. Of course, what an achievement for them just just to qualify for this tournament. Of course, I think I think for them it's it's already a victory. They're just going there, you know, to try to make their country proud. There's no expectation. 
Um, I don't think anyone expects anything from them. They're more of a group punching bag. I think Gabon, um, Cameroon will be licking their lips because uh, I'm pretty sure you know it's gonna it's gonna be quite it's gonna be painful for them. But I'm I'm sure the fans are going there to have a good time and just experience the African Cup of Nations for the first time. Well, we've got Aubameyang up against them in the first game as well. That's going to be a uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Be he's, a, be he's a very good player, <laughs> if I'm honest. Aubameyang, quick. Yeah, I think he, he already causes a lot of problems for European defenders. Imagine the uh, the Guinea-Bissau defenders are, are probably uh, worried sick at the moment. But you know, it's it's a good it's a good experience for them, and hopefully they just go over there and enjoy it. Um, you know, no expectations once again. Of course, Guinea-Bissau uh, got a lot of players who opted to play for Portugal as we see in Africa we see these players mm-hmm. opting to play for European nations you know Adair who scored the goal in the uh, final of Euro 2016 actually was born in Guinea-Bissau let's just touch on that quickly Yusuf when you see players with African parents African heritage and they they pick a European side does that annoy you in the uh, Algerian uh, perspective <laughs> it does because <laughs> looking at who we could have had for as the likes of Karim Benzema Samir Nasri it, it hurts but Sudan. Yeah, exactly. Zidane back in the day, but yeah. I think I'm I'm proud of the players who have actually picked Algeria now, and uh, it just depends. Like for example, uh, Benzema said he chose France because of sport. He didn't choose it. He said I, I'm a, I'm Algerian. Uh, like in my heart's Algerian, but obviously for football wise, when he when he had the chance to choose, he went for France. So you're all in agreement that we see uh, Gabon and Cameroon making it out of this one? Yeah, I, I think I think probably those two, but um, don't write Burkina Faso off, I think. Yeah. Uh, we wrote them off before in 2013 and they caused a surprise. So I wouldn't I wouldn't completely, you know, take them out of the picture, but they'll definitely, you know, try uh, try to cause a bit of an upset. And of course, the two teams who finish in those top two spots will play the top two from Group B. So there is an incentive to finish first or second, of course. So let's move on to Group B now. Some would say a mouth-watering group, looking at it. (laughs) It's one of the group of deaths, yeah, yeah, because there's not just one group of death, there's loads in this AFCON. But that just shows the quality of African football now. There are a lot of good sides, and it's very hard to predict who will win the tournament. So we've got Algeria, we've got Tunisia, we've got Senegal, and we've got uh, Zimbabwe, and of course the top two will play, well, you guys think, would be Gabon or Cameroon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much expected. So, Yusuf, there's only one place to start with this group, really, isn't there? Algeria. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps yeah. the most fortunate team in this group in that they have Zimbabwe and Tunisia in the first two games, which perhaps gives them a little bit of time to prepare for the, the Senegal match. But how do you see Algeria faring in this group? Um, they need to make a... I think it's, it's panned out as from easiest to hard sort of thing. Uh, Zimbabwe... Being the easiest, not don't write them off, but being the easiest, Tunisia middle, and then Senegal being the hardest, as they are ranked number one in the world. Uh, Tunisia ranked number three, uh, not in the world, sorry, in Africa. Uh, but yeah, um, looking at Algeria's last friendly against uh, Mauritania, they're they're very similar ranking with uh, Zimbabwe, so managed to beat them three uh, one. In the uh, televised one, and then we don't know, but in the uh, behind closed doors, <laughs> we beat them six nil. <laughs> but um, hopefully, if we get a, if we manage to beat Zimbabwe, then that will boost them up. And then obviously going into Tunisia, because obviously Tunisia Senegal, that'll be a very hard game. And yeah, hopefully, yeah, like what I said. 
Ahmed, how do you see Algeria's chances in this group? I think they're massive, massive contenders for the title. Um, you know, they've got a fantastic squad. Um, Attacking-wise, uh, those three behind the striker, you've got Brahimi, uh, you've got Mares, and you've got Sudani. So I think those three are really, really big um, and really, really important for the team in terms of creating and scoring um, and, you know, you know, helping Slimani to, to score. I think those those four are probably, you know, the envy of every single African side right now in terms of attacking um, players. Um, how far they can go? I think at least semi-finals or finals, anything before that would be a disappointment for um, the Algerian nation. So I, I, I expect them to really, really pose a threat. Um, they haven't really been playing well recently in the World Cup qualifiers. They've, they've had some disappointing... Um, results against you know the Cam- Cameroon and uh, I, I know I'm saying this <laughs> yeah, in front don't of don't remind us, don't remind I don't remind yeah. <laughs> um, but I think with the African Cup of Nations you know how important this is uh, they've got a really good backbone uh, in midfield the only issue for me is other than Fauzi Ghulam um, I don't think they have a really strong defence and that is a big, big um, eye-opener for some of the big teams and that's probably something you need to look look at when you're facing them. So, yeah, the great attack, but for me, defence is a bit of a weakness and I think some of the big teams will see that. Yeah, so we'll come to Algeria's defence in a minute, but let's just talk a little bit about Riyad Mahrez. You know, the year he's had, he's won yeah. the Premier League with Leicester, CAF Player of the Year, Algerian Ballon d'Or, BBC African Footballer of the Year. All he's missing is that is that medal with the national team. Do you think he can... Do big things for Algeria at this tournament. Well, I read uh, recently in an article that he said it, it'd be his dream, it'd come true if he was to win the the Afcon, because uh, obviously because his dad passed away, and he he basically is playing for Algeria just because of his dad, and he said he that would just make him so proud and and stuff. So yeah, definitely he's had such a great year and. I think the whole nation is looking up to him, really. Um, and, yeah, he's, hopefully he'll be the standout player like what he's done with Leicester. And, uh, obviously, this season in the Champions League as well, he's been standing out. So, hopefully, he's not too tired after what he's done. But, hopefully, he will, uh, he'll, uh, yeah, he'll perform well. But for all the attacking quality Algeria have, there are always question marks about the defence. And it's yeah. funny, when you look at... The teams gone by were built on great defences, you know, Bouguera, Halish, mm-hmm. Ante Yahya. And now we're struggling to get a, a centre-back partnership. Does that worry you? It's, it's something which I've always said. Uh, five years ago, had a really good defence, but not a good attack. We had Jabor up front who hardly scored. <laughs> and now the things have completely changed. Our defence is really weak and our attack is amazing. So, But I think that that's actually happening with a lot of African teams. If I was to tell you, name me a defender from this team... You'd struggle. And I think that's something about African football. is very attacking. It's not really based on defending. Uh, so, yeah, um, it's a bit of a worry, I'd say, for Algeria. Like, seeing what how they played against Nigeria and Cameroon, it's, it's a bit worrying. And especially with um, our right-back uh, situation, uh, I think the player that we're taking, he's only had two caps. So it's, it's going to be a bit worrying, I guess. How important do you think Ahmed is tournament experience at AFCON? Because we see time and time and again players thrown into the deep end and it doesn't always work out. Yeah. So, you know, would you rather see players in your in your team, for instance, picked by experience or picked by, you know, youth blooding them in? There needs to be that balance. 
first of all, you can't have, you know, a group full of youngsters going, you know, to the African nations for the first time. You need to have people that obviously have uh, the experience that have been to several uh, African government nations, or have at least experienced it. Um, mixed in with the with the with the lads, the young lads who who've travelled there for the first time, just to kind of give them that experience, nurture them through the the um, the whole process, and and hopefully learn from it. Because then those players will then go on to play in different African nations as well. Um, so yeah, the experience, you know, and the balance is very very vital. Um, my team, obviously Egypt. Um, we have a mixture of both, you know, players that have played in Africa with nations with the golden generation who've won it 2006, 2008, 2010. Um, but also since that generation has retired, we also have young players who are now mixing up with them. And now the future looks bright. So it is it is vital and it is important to have, you know, a mixture of both. So I mustn't forget there is a second North African nation in this group in Tunisia. Got a rock at the back in uh, Abdenor. But Ahmed, mm-hmm. do you see them going far in this group? So... For me, they're very, very defensively organised. And they've always been a side that, you know, you struggle to score against. But attacking-wise, they're, they're an issue for me. Um, I think they'll cause Algeria a problem in terms of how, you know, how they're going to lay back, kind of put 11 players behind the ball and kind of kind of soak in the pressure and, and try to get a draw from Because I don't think they, they, they believe they can beat Algeria. I don't think most teams in the tournament believe they can beat Algeria. Um they're the big favourites. I think Tunisia will just go in there to try to kind of surprise. They've done it before. Um, I don't know if how many people remember when you know they played Equatorial Guinea and, and they got cheated on on that penalty, which uh, <laughs> most most people were happy about, um, except the Tunisians, of course. So I, I think they're a big big side. Uh, you know, they're very well respected, but they need to they need to really you know fix their attack um, to kind of match the brilliant defensive you know, tactics they have. But um, yeah, I, I, I think they'll, they'll struggle to get out of the group with Senegal and Algeria, but they'll cause them problems, that's for sure. Do you think um, Algeria will like the fact that they're playing against another North African team? Do you think that suits their, their play, particularly with the manager who's come in, managed Tunisia at the tournament two years ago? I think that... Um... <clears throat> We don't. I don't think we like playing our rivals. If I'm honest, the whole of North Africa is our rival. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if I'm honest, uh, it's good this manager because he's been obviously with Tunisia at the Afcon. He knows how they play. They haven't really changed their team. They've still got a lot of their players that they've had from the last Afcon. Um, and another, I'd say, positive for us, not for Tunisia, is obviously Kazri being one of their main players. Uh, he was injured in the in the friendly against Egypt uh, a couple of days ago. So their attacking options are kind of, yeah, weak. Limited. But yeah, limited. But obviously, hopefully, uh, if we if we're able, like I said, able to beat Zimbabwe, that will help us against Tunisia. Uh, and if we can get a few goals past them, then obviously we should be all right to play Senegal. Let's move on to Senegal. I mean, it's a mouth-watering squad when you look at it. It's it's almost arguably say they've been underachieving. For the, for the past few years of the players they have. Mm. You know, Sadio Mane on that CAF shortlist, Koulibaly at the back. Ahmed, can you, can you see go all the way? They're a big, big side. I think they're a big, big threat to Algeria in the group. And if both of them go out of the group, then they're going to be a big, big threat to them in the latter stages of the, of the, of the tournament. For me, I'm so surprised they've never won the African Cup of Nations in their whole career. Um, big, big sides. Really lacked to have... 
you know that kind of player in the in obviously in the years before now you know that player that kind of stands out and I think they really have that with Sadio Mane uh, he's had a brilliant season with Liverpool he's he's obviously played really well with Southampton he's been linked with the size such as Man United um, I think with him and with the army of of Newcastle um, and Kyoto of West Ham obviously absolutely uh, they they will be a big big threat um, they can get all the way I, I think if they if they're able to convince people in the group stage and then kind of get a reasonable reasonable team when they get out of the group stage. So they probably have to win the the group because um, they don't want to get one of the you know we don't want to get Gabon. Um, they 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 are really really um, interesting, and I, I see them you know featuring in the latter stages. And if Algeria somehow don't make it out of the group or they don't bring the A game to the tournament, I think they're you know second best for the tournament. But Yusuf Algeria have a good record against Senegal, beating them in the last two encounters. Yeah, I was I was looking this morning at uh, one of our games uh, against Senegal in the Afcon, uh, where we won two 0 and yeah, we've got we've got a good record against Senegal. But obviously, the worrying thing about Senegal is that attack that they have. They've got really good players. Looking looking at their team now, they've got Duf up front. They've got obviously um, Soiree. They've got. Uh, Musa Sal, Musa Sal, and obviously Mane, who who's been in incredible form, to be honest, with Liverpool lately. Um, but yeah, looking at their previous games, they haven't really. They've won them. They have. They've won six in a row, where they've won most of them two nil. And uh, their last uh, like major competition, like mm. qualifier, they they lost to South Africa two one. Mm. So. I think they have they're a good side but they do have some um some disadvantages uh but like I said they're the number they're ranked number 1 in Africa so it'll be worrying but luckily we've got them last. <laughs> well I think it's fair to say Zimbabwe don't really have a chance in this group. I mean coming into the tournament it was always going to be very difficult for them but then pairing them up with the likes of Senegal and Algeria you really can't make a case of them at all, can you, Ahmed? Fairly, fairly very unlucky, to be fair. Um, I think they'll they'll feel like they've already been defeated before they've even gone to the tournament. <laughs> um, they they they're a limited side, to be fair. I you know they uh they haven't really you know have had an impact in African football, uh, and I don't see them you know having an impact anytime soon, especially in the African Cup of Nations. So they're just going there, just like you know most of the teams, just to kind of experience the tournament kind of try to do as best as they can and if they can hopefully get a draw if they're very lucky they can probably get a win I don't see it at all but they're definitely just looking to get something out of the the three games against all three big big sides but I don't see them doing much so is it fair to say we see Senegal and Algeria making it out of this one I can't. I can't even predict it I can't the thing is for me Tunisia are so defensively brilliant um, and so defensively organised, they can really frustrate those two sides. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't put both, you know, both um, Algeria and Senegal straight in. But I would say they're probably the two luckiest sides to make it out of the group. And a potential quarterfinal between perhaps Gabon and Senegal or Gabon and Algeria could be very mouthwatering. Could be, yeah. And uh, that's why I think Algeria's got a very, they've they've got a very hard path, like onto the final if they even make it out of the group. If I'm honest. Uh, but yeah, like you said, um, 
just need to take each game and obviously um yeah, I can see Senegal as well going very far. So yeah, can't write off any teams. Even Zimbabwe, I'm looking at their their last games. They they drew in uh, the 26th of December with Ivory Coast. Mm. So they they Zimbabwe. I wouldn't I wouldn't scrape them off completely. I think they they've got a chance of doing a shocker if I'm honest in this group. Well, we we saw seven years ago we saw Malawi turn up and uh, beat Algeria three 0 Sorry to mention it, but anything <laughs> exactly. can happen at this tournament. It's nice, though, that Egypt have actually qualified for this one, eh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Egypt when we get to it, don't worry. Right, let's move on to Group C. We've got Ivory Coast. Uh, we've got Democratic Republic of Congo. We've got Morocco. And we've got Togo, otherwise known as Adebayor FC. Um, <laughs> so Ivory Coast, the holders, of course, Ahmed. A few of their players retired. You know, Yaya Torre's dropped off. The Drogba yeah. days are over. Are they still a big threat? Yeah, they're, they're still big. No, I don't. I think not as big as they once were. Uh, Yaya Torre, obviously retiring, he's a big, big player. He's a big time player because he appears in the big games, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll miss him. Um, Wilfred Zaha, he's he's obviously you know taking the surprise move to not play for England, play for Ivory Coast, probably because he, he isn't good enough for England. Or he hasn't got the opportunity for it, but I'm pretty sure he is a big, big player for them. He played, I think, uh, his first game for Ivory Coast recently. Um, he's He can definitely feature for them. Wilfred Boney, you know, um, Aurier, a right back. They've got a decent side, so I wouldn't write them off either. Um, this group, however, is, you know, wide open, to be fair. Um I I wouldn't I wouldn't say you know they're they're you know straight shoe-ins for the for the top of the you know the top of the group but I think they're definitely definitely the favourites to get out of the group. What about you, Yusuf? Do you think Ivory Coast should be winning this group as well? I don't know. I think, like I said before, this is another this is another group of death. This is uh, they're very hard to predict, aren't they? It's very very hard. The uh, Group B and Group C are very very hard, and um, Ivory Coast obviously. They'll go. Com- they'll go in confident, obviously, because they've won it. Uh, they were the last to win it. They're the current holders. And um, but to be fair, the other teams are really good. I think the weakest team there is Togo, uh, Congo, and Morocco. It, they're missing their star players. They're actually missing them. Congo, obviously, um, Balassi picking up that injury, and uh, Morocco recently uh, Buffal. He uh, he's going to be missing the tournament as well, so we'll see. It's it's very hard to predict this group, though. Very very hard. That's a big loss, though. Surely, Balassi. Balassi for DR Congo, Congo is massive, yeah. massive loss. Morocco, Buffal, like he's he's one of their best players. They have got other players similar to him, but I think he could have made a difference for for their team. But you could say Morocco's biggest asset is their manager, who's won the tournament. Mm, yeah. Currently holds the tournament, and I was looking to win it for a third time. Yeah, he's a he's a big time manager in Africa. He's well, very very well respected. Um, he's he he can definitely give them something. Um, the only issue for me is he hasn't got the players for it, um, especially with Buffal gone. I've seen Buffal a couple of times for Southampton. He's a big time player. He's he's going to be something big in the future. Um, probably not at Southampton. I think he can definitely you know move to a bigger club, but. He's yeah he's he's definitely very talented. He, I think it's a massive massive loss for Morocco, um, and because of that, I'm pretty I'm pretty you know sure that they won't qualify. Um, I think the the big the big two sides here, um, Ivory Coast 
and probably, probably DR Congo, despite Balassi not being there. Um, I've seen them play a couple of times, and I think they'll be a surprise. Um, their keeper, actually, uh, very interesting character. Is uh is definitely one yeah, to yeah, his celebration yeah, in the his last half. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of the main reasons I'm watching the championships is first of all to watch Egypt obviously and second to see his celebration. So <laughs> it's it should be very interesting. He's up there on the list. Yeah, he's definitely up there. But yeah, I I think Morocco, I've seen them a couple of times. Even in the World Cup qualifiers, they did not look good to me at all. I think mm. it's between Ivory Coast, Togo, and the DR Congo. I think Morocco won't do well at all. Interesting. And Togo, speaking of managers, a manager by Claude Leroy, who's taken his sixth team to an AFCON tournament. He knows his tournament inside out. And you can never write a manager off who's got that much experience at this level, particularly with a player in his ranks like Emmanuel Adebayor, who despite you know not been playing, he can always pull off a trick. Yeah, Adebayor has always been their, their star player. He's basically put Togo on the map, in the football <laughs> map, if I'm honest. Uh, but yeah, like you said, managers are, are crucial as well because they're the ones who make their their team. They're the ones who like put their starting lineups. Uh, and yeah, it's tough. This like I said, this this group is just. Well, the El Congo came third at the last Afcon. It's brilliant for them. So we can never write them off. But we're going to have to pick two teams who we're going to think are going to make it out of this one. <sighs> Probably Ivory Coast would have to say are going to make it, it out. Where's second place going? I think Congo, because they were there at the last one and they did so well. Uh, yeah. Morocco, obviously, they didn't play in the last one because they decided not to host the uh, <laughs> the AFCON. So, um, yeah, definitely Ivory Coast or Congo. I think I'll go for them too. I think if Balassi was with the Congo, I would have said definitely would have you know challenged Ivory Coast for the for the top spot. But despite that, um, they need they need their top man Mbukani mm. of Hull City to to repair it up now because mm-hmm. he hasn't been scoring any goals for Hull City. Um, he needs to be there or else they'll be in trouble. But I think against uh, against the defenses against Morocco and Togo, I think the Congo could be a big threat. Finally, by no means least, <laughs> Group D, <laughs> Ghana. Mali, Egypt, Uganda, which is once again, it's another very, very difficult group. Yeah, I'm telling you, this the, the Afghan is, is very, very we difficult. Saved le- we saved uh, the best till last, eh? <laughs> well, some, some would say... Uh, <laughs> 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 Let's start off with Ghana, of course. Avram Grant's gone. Avram Grant's been under a lot of pressure for a little while. Yeah. You know, in World Cup qualifying, mm-hmm. he drew at home to uh, Uganda and then he went to uh, Egypt and uh, got defeated yeah. somehow. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've obviously seen a bit of Ghana then yeah. because of these uh, qualifiers. You know what about them, 6 1. So, how do you see this, this Ghana side? It's almost like I've seen too much of Ghana. Um, they, they, they're a big time, big time side. They're, they've always been uh, there in the African Nations, um, World Cups. You know, they've got the experience. The only issue I have with Ghana is they don't have the balance. Um, you know, between you know, big big time players like Asamoji and and the youngsters. So for me, I think they've had their golden generation and it's kind of gone. Um, we've seen them against you know Uganda. They've drew nil nil um, against Uganda really at home. I, I don't I I don't think they're the they're the same side of old. Um, I actually saw them when they played against Egypt and they absolutely you know smashed Egypt and they proved me wrong um, and we still came out 2-0 winners so I think they're a big time side if because this is this is the issue with me I think with Gabon and the pitches 
I don't think they'll be in the best quality. And Ghana are really good and a good passing side on a good surface. It depends a lot on the conditions they have. But if there is decent conditions where they can move the ball properly and they can kind of, you know, play their own style of football, I think they're a big, big side in this group and they'll probably top it. But if the conditions are not as good as, you know, once for and, and we've seen it in tournaments and recommendations that sometimes it isn't as, you know, as high quality as you think it is, then I think they'll probably just about finish second. But with Asamoji anything can happen. He's a he's a big player. Um left the Premier League for Dubai. Uh he's had offers in China. You don't you can't blame the guy with the amount of money that he's been offered, but he could have been a big time player. He's still a big time player and with him in the side anything can happen with Ghana. But we foolish to write off a side who it was only a penalty shootout that stopped them winning the last tournament and they've still got, you know, the likes of Andre Ayu, his brother. It's it's still a good team. Um, yeah, I was just looking at their squad, but I, like you said, I think it's just those players who they've got, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's just, um, Andre Ayew is their star man for sure. Yeah. John, uh, I think they'll use, because he's age, he's 31, I think because he's experienced, I think they'll use him as a sort of uh, impact player, second half, bring him on, uh, try and change the game. But I think they'll be looking at Ayew to do the difference for them. Uh, apart from that, their team is... Pretty average, if I'm honest. Looking at their last results as well, it's not. They haven't been a team, an outstanding team like Senegal. Yep. Um, they've got Baba Rahman, mm-hmm. decent young player. Uh, but apart from that, their defence is is not that solid, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think they honestly. I think if you can find a way to play against them um, and you know defend well and be strong defensively and kind of take them out on the counter or in set pieces, they can really, really feel weak. Um, we saw it against Ghana. They just put them behind them and you can't break them down. They're the type of side that needs space, that needs um, you know, a high line to get in behind. And if you stop them from doing that, I think you can limit them and you can limit you know, their, their attacking um, ability. So we'll see, we'll see when it comes to you know, the first game um, and, and how they do in the first couple of games against Mali and Uganda, because those are the sides you expect them to be. Um, but I, I, I think they're very limited um, player-wise, you know, players-wise. Um, but, you know, with, and, with Andre Ayew and Jordan Ayew and, and Gian, they, they are still a big, big threat. They've also got Mali in this group. Perhaps one of Mali's weakest sides that they've taken to a tournament. When you look across the years, you know, the, the Seydou Keita era is, is long over. Yeah. You know, Bakary Sacco of uh, Palace just less than 90 minutes of football this season are Mali going to struggle to keep up with the pace of, of the likes of Ghana and Egypt who are advancing <clears throat> I don't think you should rule, rule out Mali they've always um, done pretty well good performances at the AFCON um, but yeah like you said uh, they haven't got their who they used to look up to all the time with that midfield maestro that they used to have uh, Keita Um so yeah, it, it it will be tough, but Sacco, I think Sacco's a threat. He's a big threat, even though he hasn't got the minutes. There's a lot of players that, for club, they might not be doing too well. But when it comes to playing for their nation, they'll they'll bang in the goals. So um, yeah, I wouldn't write them off, but uh, but yeah, I think they're probably one of the weakest teams in this group. 
Yeah, I think with just to add your point on Bakary Saka, I think he, he has a lack of fitness because he hasn't been playing for Palace. Mm-hmm. And so if your star player hasn't been playing at all and lacks fitness and lacks playing time, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Seriously, you're in big trouble. So we'll see what happens. But I think, you know, with Bakary Saka, if he can produce something for them, then good for them. But I think when you have been playing regularly, you know, in the, in a, you know, in a side like Palace, then, you know, it, it is. It could be an issue, and it could be an issue for your national side as well. So, uh, you know, we'll see in, in soon what happens. But I don't think it'll. I don't think there'll be a big threat for the for the group. Now let's move on to a team called Egypt. <laughs> of course, they're back in the business now, aren't they? Finally. But uh, let, let, let's talk about a little bit of the qualifying first. You know, they are the reason Nigeria aren't here. And whether or not Nigeria didn't play well, that's still a massive achievement to knock out someone like Nigeria and preventing them from qualifying. Yeah, I, I, th- I think uh, Egyptian side did very, very well. Uh, Nigerian side has got a lot of good players. You know, well, Moses, you've got Iwobi who's just come out. So they're going through a process as well where they have, you know, the big, big players have retired, obviously. Um, and now you've got the youngsters, you know, mostly coming from the English Premier League who've come in and kind of been loyal to their country in Nigeria and they're playing back here. So I don't, I didn't expect them um, to pull off a good, good fight against Egypt. I can't lie to you, but I do believe that Egypt um, accomplished a big, big deal when they took them out of those, the African Cup of Nations. And I think they did a lot of teams a lot of favours as well. I think Nigeria, if they were in this competition, they would have been a big threat. Um, attacking wise as well, uh, maybe not defensively. They're they're not the biggest team, and you know in in Africa defensively. But with the attacking threat they have, I st- I still think they would have been big. But as an Egyptian, obviously, <laughs> I I I love the fact that we're here finally after six or seven long years. I think also our team full of youngsters, full of um, players who are growing mentally and, and physically and, and are still trying to, you know, um, you know, get to the expectations of the of the Egyptians because, after all, we are three times in a row African Cup of Nations champions. And if we're not there for two tournaments, then you kind of expect them, you know, to get frustrated. But we're here now um, and, you know, I'm excited. How reliant are Egypt on um, Mohamed Salah? Very. I think the the tactics when you go into a, a game, you know, with the Egyptian national side, you're most likely to say, "Listen, pass to Salah." That's the tactic, <laughs> and and honestly, I think that is what's going on. The team is built around Salah. Um, we haven't got a good forward. We haven't got a good centre forward. Um, even weirdly, we our best player, you know, the player that's been voted best player in Egypt, best Morsi, hasn't even been included into the squad, which is even more shocking. So it just tell it just shows you, you know, the lack of support Salah has. I think he's probably got to do it by himself. Um and that's probably gonna be the only reason why Egypt don't go far far in the competition. I think we'll definitely get out of the group. Um don't know where first or second. It could be anywhere because that Ghana side is unpredictable. But we've beaten Ghana before and we can do it again. Um, but yeah, listen, it's it's honestly it's honestly up in the air with the Egyptian side. It, it, we could get out in the group stage or we could win the whole tournament. This side is so unpredictable, so talented. Um, they know how much you know Egypt wants a championship again. And there's high expectations, obviously, because every time we've been in the tournament in the past 10 years, 
we've delivered the goods and we've brought back the trophy. So I, I, I hope that all, you know, Algeria's and the Tunisia's and, and obviously the Egypt, the North African sides, obviously, because we are from North Africa, let's not forget mm. that they do come out uh, and, and do well. I don't think you're convinced, are you? Come the knockout round, we'll be making a complete difference. Right. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Egypt's goalkeeper, El Hadari. Yeah. I mean, this guy, his first AFCON was in the 90s, and it's 2017, and it looks like he's going to be the number one again. I was just, I was just looking at him, 43, 43 years old, captain, and 147 caps for Egypt. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy. And I, I'm looking at their squad now, and... What I can see is they've got a lot of players that have had a lot of caps for mm. um, for Egypt, and I think that's a kind of an advantage for Egypt. Mm. Um, they'll be like I, I'll agree they they'll be heavily uh, relying on Mohamed Salah because he's he's obviously their star player. Twenty seven mm. goals in forty six. I can see him like taking this team on quite far. Um, but yeah, they they're experienced and at the same time young team, so. Uh, I can see them topping the group if I'm honest. Egypt, I can see That's them topping a big the group. Call. Just to just to touch on your point about um, Islam Al Hadri, it, it feels like he's been here for ages. It's like he doesn't want to go. He, he has been there for ages. <laughs> it's like he does 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 not want to go away. Credit to him, 43 years old, still performing at the highest stage. Mm. Um, still a brilliant player, brilliant servant for his national team, um, and you know he he definitely definitely wants. You know, uh, an appearance at the World Cup. So maybe even if people say that this is going to be his last appearance, I definitely think that he still believes that he can make it to the World Cup. Um, he's the last remaining person from the golden generation um, of Egyptian football. So we'll see what happens. But credit to him, brilliant, brilliant servant for his national side. Do Do you think, <clears throat> just to touch on Egypt, final time? Yeah. When you look at that squad that won um, the consecutive titles, you know, it was Abu Trika, Ahmad Hassan, Goma. Yeah. Now you look at the team, do you think it lacks leaders? Because a lot of those players, you'd say, you'd look at, they would always get the team together. Yeah. Now you look at it, it's not the most experienced side. And you, they've got a lot of caps, but at tournament level. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, 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 see, I see where you're coming from. But as an Egyptian, and I've seen these players, I've seen the squad, you've got players like El Mohamedi of Hull City. Hmm. This guy's got over 100 you know, appearances for Hull City in the Premier League. This guy hmm. is a leader. You know, um, Mohamed Salah, Mohamed Onini, El Hadri. You've got a lot of players there that, you know, experienced somewhere or another um, a leadership in their club side and their national side in the in the previous you know five or ten years. Um, the side has leaders. The side has talent. But I don't think, you know, I think it's a bit too soon for them to you know suddenly just win a tournament. But. People like Mahmoud Trezeguet from who plays in Anderlacht, um, um, Ahmed Hassan Koka who plays um, in Braga, Portugal. These are players that play abroad, and so they are not bad players. And I believe that if they step up to the game and they help out Mohamed Salah and Mohamed Awnini, um in the midfield and the strike position, then they can really, really cause some teams some issues. And I be- like you, I believe that we can top the group. Um, but how far we can go, honestly, it's limitless. No one knows. But anything, you know, just before quarterfinal would be a huge, huge disappointment. But after quarterfinals, anything can happen. Honestly, anything can happen. So um, I'm excited. I'm honestly excited to be in the tournament again. So, and the whole and the whole of Egypt is obviously excited to see their team back in in the big, big tournament. 
We've, we can't forget there's a fourth team in this group, though. <laughs> Uganda. Again, a great achievement to qualify. Uganda, as a side, are a, haven't got any star players, but they play as a team. And we've yeah. seen Zambia. When you play as a team, you can go as far as anyone. Are Uganda going to cause any shocks, or has that group just got too much quality for them? Uh, I'm not too sure, if I'm honest. Uganda... Um We've seen in World Cup qualification yeah. as well. They made a very promising start. Again, they're, a point they're in Ghana. Side. Yeah, they're, they're a good side. I've I've seen them play against um, against Ghana away. Very organised. They've got a very decent manager. Um, the nation believe that they can cause an upset in the group, and I believe they have the weapons to do so. They're a small side, and they haven't really done much in the last you know ten to fifteen years in African football. But they have young players, especially in the offence. Um, and the midfield where they can actually cause problems for teams. Um, and I believe, you know, maybe they can cause issues for for Mali. They've already caused issues for Ghana. I'm pretty sure they can snatch a draw off Ghana, you know, if mm. they worked hard. They've already done it before in the World Cup qualifications. So don't write them off. I would not write them off. Um, it's, a tight, it's a tighter group than you guys believe. I think people are over, you know, underrating, you know, Mali and... Um, and Uganda, obviously, but I, I, it's a tight group. I think this is a tight... This will surprise most people. But a lot of teams in that group will be saying, we don't want to finish second because Ivory Coast will be on the way. There you go. Which makes the incentive for first very important. But I, yeah. I, I look at it and I think Egypt and Ghana will make it out of this one. Yeah. I don't know if you boys agree. We I should think, be. Yeah, it should be those two. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think going back to Uganda, uh, this year they've already played three friendlies. They lost to Tunisia 2-0. Mm-hmm. But they've played against, I don't know why, but they've played against two European countries, Slovenia, mm. they won 1-0, and they beat uh, Slovakia 3-1. Oh, so, wow. in a way, I think, <laughs> I think they're, going into, they're going into AFCON quite uh, prepared, if I'm honest, looking at their last results, mm. apart from that 2-0 loss. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's another group where you, you can't, it's, it's African football, you can't write off anyone, I think. Anyone can do, perform shock, can play better than the other one. But uh, looking at this group is, is Egypt-Ghana. It's almost unusual to play friendly matches against European sides when you're entering an Africa of Nations yeah. tournament. Because mm. the style of play is so different. I, I just don't see what what is the difference of playing and, European And side. it was played as well in, in Dubai, UAE, which nah. is uh, obviously the pitch is over there. They're, they're well treated, obviously, yeah. with the funds that they have. And I think, uh, I don't think it was... It's better than Algeria's preparations because we played Mauritania. <laughs> But twice, yeah, twice. <laughs> one behind closed doors, and we don't know what happened. But I think um, I don't know. It's a tough group as well. Like all groups are tough in this Afcon. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it depends mostly on most teams as well. Depend on the quality of the pitch, and we don't know. We haven't seen uh, the pitches are Gabon, but most teams love a slick pitch where you can like, actually move the ball, and, and they love their possession. So if there is a lack of a of a good pitch at the tournament. Um, then you know some teams can be in trouble and they may have to readjust or readapt their playing style. Right, so we've gone through the groups. Lots of things to look forward to. It's going to be very intriguing to see how it pans out, but there can only be one winner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kick this off. When I think this, this will be Senegal's time. I don't think Senegal have won it before. And I think a guy like Mane in their side, you know, he, he's, he's going for the Premier League title doing this to Premier League defences. And he can unlock so many players at the back. And I just think 
Yeah, it's a tough group with Algeria. I think they'll come out, though. But you've got to beat the best teams if you want to win the tournament at the end of the day. So I think Senegal are going to win it. What do you think, Yusuf? Uh, I agree. I think Senegal are one of the strongest teams, if not the strongest team. Obviously, they're ranked um, number one in the African uh, uh, men's ranking. Um, so, yeah, I can see Senegal going uh, quite far and possibly winning it. Ahmed? I'm uh, I'm gonna side with your with your team. I'm gonna side with Algeria. I, I, really? I, I honestly can't. Yeah. I, I An Egyptian thinks Algeria are gonna win the tournament. <laughs> I'm 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 a neutral. Do you know what I mean? I'm in the middle of this. Uh, so yeah, I honestly think Algeria with the attacking side they have, um, they can really cause an upset. They have really really good players. Um, if they finish second, then that could be an issue playing with Gabon. Uh, but I think it's mostly it it mostly depends on whether. Senegal finishes first or Algeria finishes first because mm. then whoever finishes second really has a big big you know test against Aubameyang and Gabon so, and the ref yeah <laughs> but you know towards the end of the tournament we'll see because we've we have seen a lot of surprises on the way uh, in past tournaments you know with Zambia and, and obviously Burkina Faso so don't you know Tell you know, don't say any sides won't get there because they probably there probably will be a surprise here and there. I'm hopefully hoping that it's um going to be Egypt, but you know it, anything can happen. But I think Algeria are the big, big, big team here. They're the big favourites, and I think they'll they'll you know really, really make their country proud. And who do you think is going to be top scorer? I mean, I look at the uh, sort of the strikers come to this tournament, and I think Aubameyang could win it. Just on the back of scoring four or five against Guinea-Bissau, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Do you think? I think Aubameyang will be a uh, top scorer in um, this tournament. Who do you think will get the golden shoe? I think Sadani. Really? Sadani uh, <laughs> in African football, I think he's the top scorer at the moment, isn't he? Uh, last year got the most goals, I think. And if Algeria play well and Sadani mm. plays well, I can see because he's very. He loves the goal. He loves yeah. it, and in African football, he's always our one of our standout players. Yeah. If I'm honest, so Danny sometimes is the key player, the one we look up to. So um, yeah, I can. I, I think Sadani will be top scorer. Well, I might apart from Mohamed Salah. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he'll be a threat for the goal scoring. I think I think he always knows how to score a goal. Problem is with him, he doesn't know how to score um, consistently. So I think he he will definitely get on. You know, score a goal here and there. Uh, for me, Wilfred Bonny is a big, big chance for the... Because he, he, he's got everything, to be fair. He's got great shot, great strength, headers. So he, he for me, is probably the guy that can probably win it. But Saudi Mane as well, he's, he's also one that can create and can score a lot of goals. We've seen it with Liverpool. So for me, either Saudi Mane or uh, Bonny. And finally, maybe one nation or one player that you think will be a, a surprise package? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I don't know uh, that's why it's a surprise yeah surprise package oh have you got some I've got, I think I think Uganda are going to surprise a few people yeah I, I said it yeah you said it I said it before as well I think they've got so much hype in their country with the players they have mm. they could probably do something and also you know I don't mean to be biased but many people are talking about Egypt not even getting out of the group including mm. you guys I'm pretty sure you spoke about this but <laughs> You know, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I, I, I do believe Egypt will create a big, big surprise. I'm hoping so, but Uganda as well. So it's either going to be one of those two, because I'm pretty sure Ghana are going to get out of the group. Yusuf? If I had to pick, just to pick, uh, possibly Ghana with mm. Ayu. Because mm. Ayu's always their key player, so they could be the, this could be their year. 
So do you think it'll be a good tournament then overall? Overall, yeah. Like I couldn't ask for a better like group to be honest. It's wide then. open. It's wide mm. open. Any, yeah, any, it's... yeah, any any one of seven teams could win it. And in the last let's say ten years, African football has improved since Egypt were dominating so many years. It has improved. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need reminding. <laughs> but but since then it has improved massively. We're seeing all these like smaller countries, teams that you don't really know their players, but mm. they go there fighting for it. You know, they're, well, they're teams. They're, yeah. Exactly, they play as a team. They don't rely on one player or, or such. But yeah, it's it's tough this year. Very tough. Yeah. Okay, boys. I think we've uh, covered every team in some detail there. Sure. Couple of who think we're gonna win the tournament. We're waiting for now for the tournament to kick off. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Gabon take on uh, Guinea-Bissau. In the opening game, hopefully a good start to the tournament. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah, we should we should see what happens. But I'm 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 really excited to see what you know Gabon could do as a host nation. Mm. 